Hello, my name is Paul Taylor and I'm out for a walk with my dog Fraser, which is why this podcast is called Walking the Dog. I'm just out thinking and uh, reflecting on things that I've heard. That's what I intend to do during this podcast. It's not going to be highly polished. My highly polished productions are done through the ministry I work for, which is Creation Today. You can find those things at creationtoday.org. This is just a collection of random thoughts, really, just while I'm out walking the dog. He doesn't tend to bark a great deal, so you might not hear him, but I'm sure when he does bark, you'll pick him up. Um, there's been a little bit in the news about uh, Christian, homeschool, uh, Christian school textbooks uh, produced by the ACE organisation, Accelerated Christian Education, and in particular the... Uh, there's been some comments in many of the papers and news agencies about the, their book Biology 1099 and it's claimed that there's people in Tennessee who will be sending their children to schools that use this book and uh, taxpayers money going uh, to subsidize these in some way and that the book teaches that uh, the Loch Ness Monster is real and therefore that proves creationism and proves that uh, evolution is wrong. Well, you don't need to dig very far to find out uh, the fallacies behind the news. Uh, obviously the book is written from a creationist point of view. I do happen to know the uh, ACE curriculum quite well. Uh, my boys studied it when they were at a Christian school in Bridgend in South Wales. It's a, it's a curriculum that's used on both sides of the Atlantic with a great deal of uh, success. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good set of work. It's, uh, it's a very good uh, curriculum. I'm not particularly familiar with that individual textbook, uh, but I've read a few of the reports about it. And even when you read the reports in the papers about it, you realize they're all not what it's cracked up to be. For a start, the book does not say that the Loch Ness Monster is real. Uh, on the contrary, what it says is that many people have said, well, humans and dinosaurs haven't lived side by side, and says, have you heard about the Loch Ness Monster? Now, there are secular evolutionary biology textbooks that mention the Loch Ness Monster, and I've seen uh, plenty of TV programs on it on, in uh, the United Kingdom. Many people suggesting that it might be something like a plesiosaur uh, that didn't go extinct when all the other dinosaurs did. Uh, so the book is not saying that this uh, creature is definitely still there, but saying it possibly could be, and of course remarking that there are many people who think that it might be. There are plenty of other examples around the world of where there may be dinosaurs. Perhaps they picked uh, not the best example, I think in many ways the best of better examples are um, those from history where you have pictures of dragons, uh, stories about dragons, pictures that look very, very like um, modern day uh, 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 depictions of dinosaurs that you find in the museums. I find this fascinating. There's an, a marvelous book, by the way, called Dire Dragons by the Canadian creationist Vance Nelson. And we distribute that book at uh, Creation Today. You can find it on our website, creationstore.org, creationstore.org. It's an excellent book, and it's full of pictures of artifacts from around the world, and uh, uh, some 
reconstructions, uh, computer graphic reconstructions. Computer graphic reconstructions of uh, uh, known dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, in the same sort of poses as you see in the pictures of the artifacts and so on. And they're absolutely fascinating. And these have come from all over the world, such as uh, the strange rock churches in Ethiopia, uh, places like Carlisle Cathedral in uh, the United Kingdom, the Natural Bridges National Monument in Utah in the United States, uh, other places, Peru, Mexico, China, lots of places around the world. And it's absolutely fascinating well worth looking at that. Perhaps I would have started with those to show, yes, dinosaurs and humans must have lived side by side. And of course we have that in the Bible as well. You can read about an account of a creature that would appear to be a dinosaur in Job chapter 40. What's interesting then is the, uh, that this, just one throwaway comment in the book is taken exception to by uh, news agencies. Why did they pick up on this? After all, accelerated Christian education system has been around for quite a long time and has been used very successfully for uh, well over a decade, probably nearer two decades. And I know a lot of people who've gone through the system and uh, gone on to secular universities and done extremely well. So it's a highly reputable system. So why the newspapers picked up? It's really an anti-Christian, anti-creationist bias. One of the things that's interesting is that although it's been all over the news agencies here in the United States, the first news agency to pick up on it was the Scottish Herald, presumably because they'd done a, a sort of Google alert maybe for Loch Ness to see if anyone was saying anything about the Loch Ness Monster. Maybe that's how they picked it up. But uh, they were the people who ran with it, and with the typical anti-Christian and anti-creationist bias that you get in uh, the UK's media, they ran with that story. And their particular take on it, of course, was, oh, these silly Americans, they believe anything. Because the news agencies in uh, America didn't pick up on that anti-American bias, which you can read in the uh, Scottish Herald's article. Clearly a very anti-American article as well as being anti-Christian and anti-creationist. But the American news agencies haven't picked up on that deliberately, but they have used it as an opportunity for having a go at these strange and wonderful uh, Christian creationist people. And yet, of course, it's us who are actually coming up with explanations for why these artifacts were there. You see, if the Bible is true, which of course it was, which of course it is, then uh, at the flood Noah would have taken on the ark two of every kind of animal, including two of every kind of dinosaur. They would have got off, there would have been dinosaurs seen by people. It's very likely that uh, they've died out. I suspect strongly that they are extinct. I suspect that there probably aren't any around today. Uh, I tend to be a pretty skeptical creationist. I'm one of these people who tends to look uh, skeptically at the various claims about uh, dinosaurs still being alive today. I don't think they are. But you know, if one appeared, it wouldn't cause me a problem. I think what's probably very interesting is I'm absolutely sure that if a dinosaur was found and captured alive and taken to a zoo, the evolutionists wouldn't have much of a problem either. They would just say all the dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago, except this one. They'd manage to make an exception for it. They'd make up their story. They'd uh, put more sticking plaster on their theory, because that's what the theory of evolution is. It's a theory held together by string and duct tape. And they would just carry on believing the nonsense that they've always wanted to believe, when they have no real explanations for the actual observations that we have. 
Well, walking down by the railway, um, uh, one of the railways in Pensacola, and looking sort of south-west, uh, uh, the moon is in first quarter in the sky, and it's a very, very clear sky. Uh, which is very interesting, very unusual. It's not really unusual for Pensacola. We often get clear skies, but uh, the weather forecast suggested we wouldn't have clear skies this week because we're supposed to be have been hit by Tropical Storm Debbie, which was only just a little bit below hurricane uh, level, they reckon. So I've got everything ready for that, all the... Uh, uh, stuff ready. I've got drinking water uh, available. I've got some uh, tinned food available. Uh, last year I wasn't uh, at all prepared. We were just praying that there wouldn't be a hurricane. And this year I think I'm pretty much prepared. But uh, the tropical storm's gone further east. Uh, it has caused some damage. Uh, there's been a lot of flash flood flooding in Jacksonville. Um, but uh, we've not really got any here. We have a, we have some rain, some heavy rain, but not a, a lot. Actually, not as bad as the heavy rain we had a couple of weeks ago when we got some flooding here. But in the clear sky, I can see a lot of things out there. I can see uh, the moon in first quarter. Sort of above the moon and to the right is the planet Mars. Very clear uh, looking uh, red, as you would expect. So that's a lovely sight there. Uh, sort of go leftwards from the moon and up a little bit, and you see the planet Saturn. There's two stars close together there. I can't actually work out from my little star chart what the uh, lower of the two stars is, but the upper star is not a star, it's the planet Saturn. And so that's interesting. So in the same part of the sky, we've got the planet Saturn, we've got the moon, and we've got Mars. And that's an interesting combination of things right there. Uh, so many things, uh, you know, in some ways Mars has lost its romance for me when, uh, come on Fraser, when I was, uh, uh, in my early teens certainly, it was still thought that it was possible that there might be life on Mars. Um, I think we can see today that it's pretty barren. I was quite excited when I was a, a school teacher at the, um, uh, the probes, the Mars rovers, uh, going to Mars and seeing close-up photographs of rocks as this little vehicle drove around on the surface of Mars. And it was one of the first sort of exciting uh, pieces of space exploration that was linked to the internet. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the mid, mid to late 1990s and uh, the school that I was teaching in were connected to the internet. Were one of the early schools to be so connected really, a lot of schools weren't, but we were getting hold of these pictures, downloading them uh, painfully by uh, uh, phone line, you know, the old uh, phone line uh, dial-up system, but we got these pictures and were using them in the, in the science lessons that I was teaching, which I thought was absolutely fascinating, but very much a lifeless place. Nowadays, uh, NASA are still hopeful of finding life on Mars, but they're not hopeful of finding uh, little green men and uh, civilization on Mars. What they're hoping to find are really simple life forms. And their reason for doing that is because they believe in the theory of evolution. They think that if life has evolved on Earth, it must have been able to evolve somewhere else as well. And despite the difficult conditions on Mars, they think that maybe maybe they could find something there and that it would prove a point. That's what they're hoping anyway. It's uh, absolutely fascinating that they have those views. I'm just stopping actually because I've just seen a rustling 
to my right and I'm pretty certain I can't see it at the moment but I'm pretty certain that's an armadillo I think I caught sight of the snow it's either an armadillo or an opossum can't see the whole thing that's just to prove I'm sort of got my eyes open so I'm walking down this path I'm going to continue anyway it hasn't uh, emerged Fraser's not noticed it he's carried on walking so they're hopeful of finding uh, life on Mars to prove the theory of evolution they say that would prove the theory of evolution well let's have a big if you see I don't think they'll ever find any uh, lichens there. I think Mars is pretty dead life has been created on the earth not Mars but do you think we could find lichens there maybe it's possible it's perfectly possible that something could have floated across space from the earth and reached Mars and before you think that's a, a daft idea remember that the evolutionists think that that happened in reverse they are absolutely certain that uh, meteorites have got knocked from Mars and have traveled across to reach the earth absolutely certain of it so they have those very very strange ideas and uh, I think it's quite possible that that could have happened in reverse I think it's very unlikely but then I don't really expect them to find them to find any life on Mars but if they do find life on Mars of uh, some sort of single-celled there'll be a, a reasonable and rational explanation for it um, God's not caught out it doesn't indicate that the theory of evolution is true there's no possibility of the theory of evolution being true because we know how God made the world and it's the sort of thing that I write articles on all the time so there we go all those thoughts just from staring into the sky uh, checking up on what planets were there and seeing uh, uh, the planet Mars in the sky and the planet Saturn of course is in a sense home to uh, another place where uh, evolutionists are looking for life not the planet Saturn itself but one of the moons of Saturn the largest moon of Saturn is called Titan and uh, they're really really hopeful of finding um, some sort of strange life on uh, that particular moon because uh, they know it's got an atmosphere it clearly has an atmosphere they think that volcanic action under the surface could have led to warmth a bit like the um, mid-Atlantic currents and maybe they've got sulfur eating bacteria there uh, again if such a thing is found there's a logical rational explanation for it which doesn't have to uh, consider that uh, life has evolved but I don't think it's likely to be there I think God's uh, purposes for life are focused here on earth and I think that's really what the Bible says and the thing is what's more interesting probably is why they're looking for these forms of life see at one time NASA could get money for space exploration just out of the sheer thrill of exploration that's what people wanted to do you know they got the Apollo missions uh, people wanted to get to the moon that's how they could uh, justify the expense now they can't people are not that interested people are especially not that interested now they've retired the space shuttle what are they going to do to try and persuade people to put money into space exploration and uh, the answer is they're trying to feed this science fiction idea that life must have evolved elsewhere and so that's the, uh, the driving mechanism for spending uh, millions and millions of dollars on vain explorations of our solar system okay well I think it's time I got Fraser back home now he's back on his lead so that's it for this particular episode of walking the dog